Welcome to Third Heaven Authority Podcast. I'm Mike Thompson, and this is Episode 5. In 2010, I had an experience that changed my life forever. The Holy Spirit caught me away supernaturally, lifted me up, and I found myself in the throne room of heaven. While I was there, the very first thing that I noticed was there was a complete absence of any kind of fear, condemnation, any of the things on earth that trouble us, that we have to deal with as far as our own securities, boldness, faith are concerned. I stood before the Lord feeling complete love, acceptance, and value in Him. It was absolutely peaceful and wonderful. And my heart just cried out, is this what it feels like to be a new creation in Christ Jesus? Is this who you created us to be? And in that place of acceptance and understanding of who I was in Jesus Christ, what the new creation was all about, the Holy Spirit turned me around and had me look through a portal, and I was looking down there below me in the atmosphere over the earth, the spiritual atmosphere. I could see a bunch of dullish, dingy, amber, and reddish lights. They were demonic demons, lower-level demons. They were just over the atmosphere that people were praying about. And right up above them, there was another larger, dull light, but it was greenish. The dullness meant the absence of the glory of God. So they were definitely demonic. And as I could see from my vantage point in heaven looking down, that larger light, the Lord spoke to me and said that it was a general. And then he said, launch your warfare from here. In other words, from above heaven's viewpoint looking down rather than from earth's viewpoint looking up. From earth's viewpoint looking up, we could see the smaller lower level demons, but from heaven's viewpoint, we could see the general that was above them. As I launched my warfare from above, because I just felt total boldness, The words were released from the throne. They entered my back, and I heard them come out of my mouth as I said, In the name of Jesus, I dislodge your assignment. I break every strategy and every stronghold and dismantle the communication structure between you and the lower-level demons. I speak confusion into your ranks now. And as I took that kind of authority from heaven's perspective down— Remember, I've been sharing with you that perspective is everything when it comes to authority and walking in the Spirit. Angels that were standing in the throne room, they responded. As every faith-filled word was spoken, as every command came out of my mouth, an angel from one side or the other of the throne room would shoot down like lightning, hearkening unto the word to bring it to pass. When it was all over, And I was standing in the throne room. The Lord Jesus walked over to me and he said, I want you to teach my people about third heaven authority. First time that I'd ever heard that phrase, third heaven authority. And it came from the lips of Jesus. I've been obedient with that commission. In this week's episode, I would like to talk about the levels of authority the different kinds of authority, how they operate. 
Spiritual authority and power work hand in hand. Power, the Greek term dunamis, means an intrinsic power that is there ready to be released. And it's released, the Greek term energeia, that released power, power in action, comes through authority, the Greek term exousia. And power is the ability to act, but authority is the right to act, the delegated ability to do it. To grasp an understanding of what third heaven authority is all about, we have to first understand what the four levels are of authority. I'd like to present them to you in a way that's consistent with third heaven. See, the first heaven is a physical creation. It's the earth, the universe, the stars, the moon, all of creation. Second heaven is a spiritual atmosphere that coexists with the physical creation. It's all around us. It's the place where there's the activity of demonic spirits, angelic spirits, Holy Spirit, human spirit. It's the spiritual realm that's around us. And then there's the third heaven. The third heaven is the dwelling place of God. That's where his throne is. That's where we go when um, in physical death we have to leave our bodies here on earth and go to be with the Lord. Heaven is a place. Third heaven is a place. So in line with that, we understand then that authority follows the same way. In other words, the very first level of authority is what we sometimes call the authority of man or mankind. It's natural authority. In the first chapter of Genesis, verses 26 through 28, and then also in Psalms 8, verses 3 through 8, God gave dominion to Adam and Eve over all the works of his hand. Remember, he created the universe. He created the earth, the plant life, the animal life, the birds of the air, all of the creatures, not for himself, but for an environment for mankind. Then he told them to have dominion, take dominion. And even in Psalms, it says that the works of his hand included not only the earth, but the moon and the stars. Space exploration, who knows what God intends from this point forward for mankind. But mankind, by being in a human body, has the authority of man within the created universe. And so we use that authority in everything that we do. The second level of authority is the authority of the believer. Level one was natural authority. Level two is spiritual authority. This is the authority that Jesus gave to believers in Luke ten nineteen, authority over all the power of the enemy. This is spiritual authority that gives us the ability to, in spiritual warfare, have victory over the enemy, to release creative things into the earth to bind, to loose. This is the kind of authority that releases heaven's will into this planet. When Jesus endured his temptations in the wilderness, in Luke 4, verses 5 through 7, Satan said to Jesus that the authority had been given unto him. Where did he get the authority? Jesus didn't contest that. 
He showed him all of the kingdoms. I'm talking about Satan. Showed Jesus all of the kingdoms of the earth and said, all these things are mine. I can give them to anyone that I choose to. Where did he get the kingdoms? Where did he get the authority? He had to have stolen it from Adam. Because when God created Adam and Eve, he gave them that spiritual authority. He said, you take dominion. You dominate in the earth. When Adam and Eve fell, when they sinned against God, spiritual death was lodged into their heart. It gave Satan entrance into the authority of man, into this natural created universe. Satan introduced spiritual death, sin, sickness, poverty, wars, violence, all forms of wickedness, everything that would harm humanity. Jesus had come to reverse that. And here's Satan presenting, offering it to him. All you have to do is worship me. But Jesus knew he couldn't take the easy way. If he was going to get that authority back and remove Satan and all of the death from the earth, that it had to be God's way. So he said, no, you only worship the Lord your God. And then Jesus following God's plan of salvation, submitted himself to be the sacrifice. On the cross and through the resurrection, the Bible tells us in Colossians 2.15 and in 1 John 3.8 that Jesus disarmed Satan and destroyed his works. Our Lord paraded Satan and all of his cohorts in the spiritual realm as vanquished foes, stripped them, of their ability to harm those who had received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, don't misunderstand me. Satan is still the god of this world, meaning this age, this system of thought, of all of the mass of humanity devoid of revelation of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, how they think, how they operate. There's still sin. There's still wickedness that's out there, spiritual death. That's why People need to be saved and come into the kingdom of God so that that power can be broken. And once you're saved, then you have the spiritual authority back. Jesus took it from Satan, but not for himself. He didn't need it. He didn't need to leave heaven. He did it for us so that we could be saved. And once we're saved... We become new creations in Christ Jesus. He could then say, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He said, the works that I do shall you do and greater works than these because I go to my father. The authority was given to born-again believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Then there's a third kind of authority, and that's the authority of position or calling. It's the authority of responsibility. It's the way that God created things to flow, the things from heaven to flow through relationships in the earth. Remember, the centurion said that he was under authority and that he had people that he had authority over, and so, therefore, he knew and understood that Jesus 
could do anything he wanted to do. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Jesus commended him for that faith. It shows that there is a flow of authority, thereby a flow of power, and also of blessing, and the things of heaven flowing through relationships. We find that there are physical leaders, relationships. You know, 1 Timothy 2 talks about praying for kings and for all men who are in authority. There are also spiritual leaders. In Hebrews 13, verses 7 and 17, talks about how we should give honor to those that honor is due, those that he's placed in spiritual relationship over us. Paul covers a number of relationships. In Ephesians 5, husband and wife. In Ephesians 6, parent, child, boss, and employee. Those relationships may seem to be natural, physical, but there is a spiritual dynamic of how God's power flows through those relationships when everything's done righteously and in order. So we should all submit our positions of authority, our responsibilities, our callings unto God so that we can be empowered by Him to love, honor, and respect those that are underneath us. I know there's a lot of abuse that happens in the world because it's an imperfect world. But remember that correction of abuse is right use, not disuse. When you reject the lines of authority, the Bible calls it lawlessness. And lawlessness releases Satan's ability to flow into a relationship to cause even more harm. Now let's go to the fourth one. It's the authority of God's glory. Now, again, I want to point out, the first one was the authority of man. That was in creation, the first heaven. It's natural authority over the earth, dominion that God gave to those who are in human bodies. Number two, we then entered into the second heaven realm, the spiritual authority, the authority of the believer. Number three, in both the physical and the spiritual There then is the authority of our position or our calling in life and in relationships. Now, number four is the authority of God's glory. His presence encounters visitations, spiritual experiences. This is something the Lord showed me a number of years ago that was so important to my life. Let me share it with you. There is an authority in God's glory. The word glory is a Greek term doxa. It means the manifest presence of God. It's used several ways in Scripture. There's number one, there's giving glory to God, which is honoring and praising Him, but that's glory to. And then Paul said that he gloried in nothing except the cross of Calvary. That's glorying in. But then there's the glory of God. Every time the glory of that comes from God, emanating from Him, then something happens. That's where the anointing, the glory, the presence, the power of the living God changes things. Every time God manifests himself, it changes what he is touching. Another way of saying it is when God shows up, wherever his glory is found, something is going to happen. A miracle will occur.
You'll find that kind of glory associated in Scripture with salvation, baptism in the Holy Spirit, healings, miracles, demonic deliverances, or just where God saturates the atmosphere so much that we can't hardly stand in it, like the priests in the Old Testament that they went into the Shekinah glory of God that was in the temple or the tabernacle, and they couldn't stand in that presence. We find it so much with divine encounters, either individually or collectively in services. There are many times that the glory of God just comes into our services, and you can feel it so thick, like you could just cut it with a knife. And in that glory, people weep, people laugh, people fall on the floor, what's sometimes called being drunk in the spirit or falling out under the power. In that kind of glory, you have visions, dreams, and impartations, angelic visitations. All of those supernatural experiences, God is invading our lives and invading the natural realm. When they occur, there is an impartation that's given to us. We come out of them with authority. Whatever the impartation, the revelation, the word, the empowerment, the assignment, there is an authority that is attached to that to accomplish it. Just like when the angel touched my lips and the warm honey went into my belly, there was a manifestation of God's glory that left an impartation with me and the authority to carry that out. That's why it's so important for us when we gather together in the Lord to create an atmosphere for encounters, to allow the glory to happen. So many people are afraid of the glory. They think it's wildfire or emotionalism. Or they, they want to be respectable and not have any of those things happen. But when you deny the glory, you are denying the presence and the touch of God, and you are denying the authority and the power that he wants to release through you. In Acts 2, God showed up. The Holy Spirit came. They acted like drunk people. They spoke in new tongues. But the power of God was there, and look what happened through the authority that was released in that encounter. Peter had the vision in Acts 10, the sheet of unclean animals being lowered. But look what happened through that manifestation of God's glory. Wisdom came. There was an authority that was present, and the Gentiles were brought into the church through Cornelius' household. What about Paul's dream in Acts 6, the Macedonian? During the night that was calling to him, come and help us. Look what occurred because of that. Old Testament, New Testament prophets, many times. In Ezekiel 1, verse 28, chapter 2, verse 1. In Daniel 8, verses 18 and 19. In Revelation 1, verses 17 through 19. You find these prophets where Jesus shows up and it's so overwhelming that just in the glory, they fall before him. But he doesn't leave them there. Because the glory is there for a purpose. It's not just, look at me or how powerful I am. Or somebody's going to be emotional. No, it changed their lives. In that glory, the Spirit picked them up and set them on their feet. And then He spoke to them. 
We come out of every one of these glory encounters with a new commission and a new authority to release into the earth. Now, pay close attention. Let's cut to the chase. Everybody out there wants to know what third heaven authority is. Third heaven authority is not a level of authority, but rather it is walking in and releasing those four levels of authority from heaven's perspective. It's from heaven down. The wisdom of God from the throne down and into the earth rather than from earth's perspective, from the earth up, from man up. Let me word it differently. We can walk in the authority of man, the authority of the believer, the authority of a position or calling, and even somewhat in the authority of a glory encounter. We can do that from earth's perspective on a linear level, and we can be blessed, and we can see great success, a lot of people blessed, healed, deliverances, just God showing up, wonderful times in the Lord. But what Jesus told me in heaven, perspective increases the use of authority and power, thereby increasing the results. Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2, If then you were raised with Christ, which we have, Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on those things, not on earthly things. Look at it differently than you have before. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. And then chapter 2, verse 6 says, And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It is perspective. One of the things that the Lord Jesus told me is that Hebrews 10 provides a clue. Verse 1. For the law having a shadow of the good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make those who approach perfect. For then they would have ceased to be offered. For the worshipers once purged would have no more consciousness of sin. But in those sacrifices there is a reminder That consciousness of sin, that reminder of sin is tied not only to bad doctrine, to misunderstanding of what Jesus Christ has done for us, and that we are no longer under the law of the old covenant, but we are in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus in the new. But it is based upon a look from the earth. It's based upon what we experience here in this life. It's according to our bodies, our mindset and trying to look from earth up to understand who we are. The scripture goes on in the 22nd verse, and it says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil, guilty conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. What the Lord told me during one of those visitations 
sin consciousness is tied to the earth. Righteousness consciousness is tied to heaven. And from heaven's perspective, being seated with him in heavenly places, launching our warfare from there, gaining our wisdom from there, looking down, it's a perspective the Holy Spirit builds on the inside of you through revelation and experience. As you read the word, as you have visitations and encounters and dreams, all of these things that are supernaturally impacting upon our lives, and they elevate our perspective to where we begin to look from above, not from beneath, over the circumstances, not under the circumstances. It begins to purge our heart and our consciousness away from the things of the flesh, such as condemnation, and guilt, and fear, those things that debase us and our understanding of who we are in Jesus Christ, that cleansing then causes us to soar in the heavens rather than to be tied to the dysfunction of the earth. It causes our spirit man on the inside to soar with the Holy Spirit rather than to be trapped in an earth suit that is tied to flesh and sin consciousness. That, my dear friends, is what third heaven authority is all about. It covers every part of our existence and our walk with the Lord. It is not only spiritual warfare and how that we have authority over the enemy, but it is also the releasing of the creative aspects of the kingdom of heaven into the earth, God's will, God's power into our lives, and use it to touch the people around us. Oh, my heart's prayer right now for you is, Lord Jesus, by the presence of the Holy Spirit upon your people, that you would release the revelation and the understanding of that on the inside, catch them away, that their spirit on the inside, even though their physical bodies are planted, they're right here on the earth, their feet are on the earth, on the inside, that they soar into the heavens, that they move in the spirit, that they walk in the power of God, that from an otherly perspective, a third heaven perspective, that they can see and they can operate in everything that you have given to them. I pray that, and again, I release that anointing upon their lives in Jesus' blessed name. Amen. Join me in these future episodes as I continue to share from my heart and my experiences and from God's Word. Subscribe to Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson on Charisma Podcast Network or on your favorite podcast platform and walk in the heavenlies with Jesus.